When wishes were horses and beggars could ride, in a stone castle by the sea there lived a rich land. How am I supposed to choose? There are so many. And so he left the trail, and he followed the sound of the music. I am the goat from the hills and the mountains. And when I have finished eating these herbs and these vegetables, then I shall eat you, too. Once upon a time, and welcome to the Story Story Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Ann Harding, and I have some stories for you. This is a podcast to hear traditional stories told by some of the best storytellers in the world. It will take you to long ago and far away, and will bring you back safely. The stories for this episode are spooky and may have moments that are not suitable for younger listeners. If you're responsible for tender ears, you might want to listen first or forge ahead and enjoy the chills. Cause it's October! What? In the morning, the early morning, my husband and I go out for walks. As we walk, there are many houses with apple trees that reach out, leaning over the sidewalk. Early this spring, the blooms were pink, white, pretty. When the petals fell, the little buds formed, and all through the summer, they've been getting bigger and rounder. Some of the apples are golden, while others are blushing red, and I've been eyeing them. Just one won't hurt. Just one? I finally reached out and plucked one the other morning as we walked by. I held it in my pocket all the way home, and as I made breakfast, I shined it up and took a big bite. It was tart and sweet and juicy, and I locked eyes with my husband and swooned to the floor. I lay perfectly still waiting for him to react. I opened one eye, and he laughed. I laughed too, and then began to sit up, when quite suddenly, I started to shrink. The first teller for this episode is Joel Ben Izzy. Joel Ben Izzy has been sharing stories since 1983 bringing them to life with voices, characters, and plenty of humor so as to make sense of this life we all live. He tailors the stories to the needs of every audience he meets, ranging from kids five and up through high school and all the way to adults. This is a story from his album, The Green Hand, and it's actually two stories, King Solomon and Death and The Graveyard in Savid. great Jewish mystics and magicians and scholars, it is said that only one was able to summon death at will, and that one was King Solomon. Now Solomon could not stop death's activities, but Solomon could summon death to his court, and this is what happened one day. An advisor came in to see Solomon, and the advisor was shaken, and Solomon said, what is wrong? The advisor said, your highness, 
I have seen death in the marketplace, and death was staring at me. Solomon thought for a time and said, I believe your time has come, but I can see only one possible means of escape. There is a city far from here, the city of Luz, and it is said that death cannot enter the gates of the city of Luz. If you leave now and ride on a horse as fast as you can, you might be able to reach the city of Luz by sunset. With that, he told the advisor how to get to the city. The advisor rode off on a horse, and Solomon summoned death to his palace. And Solomon said, Death, what were you doing? Why did you scare my advisor so like that? And death spoke to Solomon and said, I did not mean to frighten your advisor. But if the truth be known, it was he who shocked me in the marketplace, for I knew that I had an appointment to meet him today at sunset outside the gates of the city of Luz. Israel has all sorts of wonderful places and some creepy, strange places, too, and magical places, places where you feel like you've traveled back in time. That's how it was in the city of Sfat, in the northern part of Israel. I had been visiting Sfat, though I wasn't actually staying in Sfat. I was staying in Mount Meron, which is just across the valley from Sfat. But between Meron and Sfat is a graveyard, and people who heard I was staying in one place visiting the other said, oh, whatever you do, don't walk through that graveyard at night. I said, why not? They said, oh, you don't know. You don't know what they say about the dead in the graveyard? They told me all sorts of stories, and their stories are fine and good, but I certainly didn't believe it. Yet, even though I didn't believe it, I always managed to get back from my visit to Sfat before it was dark. One day I ran into a friend in Sfat, and I stayed there talking, and the next thing I knew it was getting late, and it was time to go back, and I didn't really want to walk across this graveyard alone. And I, well, you know, sometimes when you don't want to do something, you procrastinate. And I stopped, I had something to eat, I took a little walk in Sfat, I went shopping a little bit, and by then it was really dark. And I saw no choice but to walk back through that valley alone. I paced back and forth, just on the edge of town, not quite wanting to go alone, until I saw somebody who was walking from Sfat, seemed to be going through that valley, and I said, ah, excuse me, you're walking to Meron, I'll join you. And so, I walked with him. And you know, on that walk all the way through that valley, past those gravestones, not a thing happened. Nobody jumped up to grab me, nobody said boo, no chains rattling, nothing. And we got to the other side, and absolutely nothing happened. And I turned to the man and I said, I, I want to thank you for joining me. I, I know this is silly, but, you know, I've heard all the stories about the graveyard, and I was a little afraid. And the man looked at me and said, I don't think it's silly at all. I used to feel the same way when I was alive. Today's fairy tale sponsor is Bluebeard's Locksmith. We make the locks and keys for all types of doors. Do you need a lock for your ballroom, bathroom, barroom, or bedroom? 
we don't need to know why. We can fit the perfect lock and assure you that even your most private rooms will be secure. We provide multiple keys or one super absorbent key so you can find out who's been sneaking into the laundry room to eat your stash of Easter candy you've been hoarding all year. Call now to take advantage of our current special. Buy and install three new locks in your home and get a free barrel or tub for all your spare parts. Bluebeard's Locksmith, the key to keeping your secrets safe. This episode is also brought to you by the new Patreon supporters, Aaliyah and Alyssa. Aaliyah has the curious ability to smell truth. Should someone fib to her, even just a little white lie, she smells vinegar. The gift is best used away from pickles. However, she has said that truth smells like pecan pie. Yum. Alyssa has the interesting ability to whistle up good dreams. Sometimes her friends will call her at night, just so she can whistle them a good dream the night before a big test at school. Aaliyah and Alyssa are also generous supporters of storytelling, which is pretty cool. A big thank you to them and all the other patrons of the podcast. You are the butter on our morning toast. I was getting smaller and smaller. The apple rolled out of my hand and my clothes turned into waves around me. I squirmed and kicked and hopped, yes, hopped out of my clothes. My husband looked horrified as he quickly but cautiously came over. He picked me up and from the reflection in the kitchen window I could see I was a frog. A very warty, very green, a rather cute frog. He set me on the counter, filled a bowl with water, and I hopped over and into it, looking at him while he investigated the apple for other clues. It looked quite normal, but it certainly had unusual properties that are not found in a common fruit. I was rather enjoying my time in the bowl, splashing around, hopping in and out, sloshing the water back and forth. I was thinking about asking him to fill the tub when a fly buzzed past. I was riveted, and in a flash I stuck out my tongue and it landed right in the middle of my husband's palm. He looked at me with a very serious face and said, If I have to kiss you, you better not eat any flies. I croaked in agreement, and after a few moments of psyching himself up, he planted a big kiss on me. So here I am, fully human, only because I had to eat breakfast and something that didn't fly. The second teller for this episode is Donna Washington, a highly animated performer. She's been entertaining, educating, and inspiring audiences with her vocal pyrotechnics, elastic face, and deep characterizations that bring stories to life for over 30 years. This is her telling, Frog's Mother. Many years ago, back when the world was young, Frog had a mother. She was a very good mother. She took care of Frog. She loved Frog. But Frog was not a very good son. Frog did the opposite of everything his mother asked. If she said, Frog, take this money, go downtown and buy groceries, Frog would take the money, go uptown, and buy candy. If his mother said, Frog, take this money and put it in the plate at Temple, Frog would keep it till after Temple and gamble it away. If she said, go up, he went down. If she said go north, he went south. If she said east, he went west. All the other animals asked Frog, 
Frog, why do you do this? It makes your mother crazy. Frog said, because <laughs> it's fun. One day, Frog's mother got very, very ill, and she knew she was dying. She called all the other animals to her because she had a problem. You see, Frog's mother had always wanted to be buried high, high in the mountains in a deep, deep grave. Because that way, when the monsoon rains came, her grave would not be washed away. The monsoon rains are a type of rain that fall in Asia. It falls for two or three months very, very heavy. And she knew that if she were buried high in the mountains, deep in the ground, her grave would never be washed away. But she knew if she told Frog to bury her high in the mountains, deep in the ground, Frog would find the lowest place he could find and bury her in a shallow grave. She was afraid that if her grave were washed away, her soul would wander the earth forever. She thought and thought about what to do, and then she had an idea. She called Frog to her, and she said, Frog, I am dying. Frog said, No, you're not. She said, Frog, I am dying. And when I have passed away, I want you to bury me in a shallow stream, in a shallow grave. Because then she knew Frog would bury her high in the mountains, deep in the ground. After Frog's mother died, Frog was very, very sad. He sat by her bedside, and all the animals came and said, Frog, you must do something about your mother. And he said, I know, and I know exactly what I'm going to do. All my life, I did the opposite of everything my mother wanted. When she gave me money for groceries, I bought candy. When she gave me money for temple, I gambled it away. When she said up, I went down. When she said north, I went south. When she said east, I went west. Well, this time, I'm going to do exactly what she said. And Frog buried his mother in a shallow stream, in a shallow grave. When the monsoon rains came, the grave was washed away. And to this day, you can always find Frog. He sits beside pools of water, he sits beside puddles, he sits beside lakes, and calls out to the soul of his mother. He's trying to find out why she wanted to be buried in a shallow, shallow grave, in a shallow stream. And that is the story of Frog's mother. Thank you for listening to the Story Story Podcast. Show the love. Find Joel Ben Izzy at storypage.com and Donna Washington at donnawashingtonstoryteller.com. Tell them you heard them on the podcast and now want to hear them tell more stories. We're in strange times for performing artists, but art is needed now more than ever. Go find your favorite tellers from the podcast and discover what they can bring to your home. Did you know you can connect with the podcast on Facebook or Instagram at Story Story Podcast or me at Rachel Ann Hardy? You can see the fairy tale sponsor ads on the story story. There you can see the fairy tale sponsor ads and let me know the favorite story you have heard or the favorite stories of your childhood. Who knows? Maybe you'll hear them here soon. The beautiful brains behind the fairy tale sponsor was Rob Vanderwilt. The inspiration for the true fairy tale was the basket of apples we harvested on our morning walks. The music is by Poddington Bear. This podcast is made possible by patrons like you. 
consider becoming a patron or joining the mailing list to get podcast goodies or writing a review on Apple Podcasts, which helps other story lovers find and enjoy the show. You will hear more stories next week, but until then, live happily ever after. Mary Kate opened up the door, and there, on the doorstep, wrapped in his own blanket, was her baby. And to this day, Anansi spins webs so that he can catch the flea, the fly, and the moth that got away. If you go down to the lake on a clear day, when the water lies as calm as a sheet of glass, you can still see the rooftops of the castle glittering in the sunlight. And if you listen really closely, you can even hear the festive music from the royal court.